0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. Our son, Niall, who is currently 10 years old, is is kind of well known for his quotes. And that's because, well, I share them on social media quite a bit with a hashtag, hashtag stuff Niall says. And if you follow me on, on social media, especially like Twitter or Facebook, you have probably seen hashtag stuff Niall says. And so as I was kind of putting together our, our time, uh, kind of what our time together today would be like, um, ask guys niall a specific question i said what is god's kingdom like because today we're going to be talking about like god's kingdom and digging into why that why god's kingdom matters now but here's the thing i asked niall like hashtag stuff niall says he says this is his words i wrote down straight from him god's kingdom is like happiness and joy that's pretty obvious and people who follow god now is that not brilliant how, how would you describe the kingdom of God? Like if you could just like put it in a simple terms, like the kingdom of God and try to describe it, what kind of words or imagery would you use? We've been talking about our foundational beliefs and uh, kind of the core values of Awakened Church for the last uh, couple couple of months, actually. And it's kind of like seeing how we are renewing our sense of identity as a church and as a people and what does it mean to be Awakened Church? What does it mean for us to be followers of, of Jesus? And so as we've said, what matters now? I'll uh, just kind of hit, the, hit the, uh, the points real quick. Jesus, everything we are and do is based on that Jesus is the foundation of our foundational beliefs. Jesus is the subject. Holiness matters now because if Jesus matters now, then, then becoming more like Jesus matters. And if holiness matters. Uh, it, holiness means that God renews us as we journey with him. As we're journeying with God, he makes us new. Unity matters now because division of the body of Christ is the opposite of Jesus' plan and vision for his church. Love matters now. And and we stand firmly on Jesus' teaching that love is the foundation of God's commandments. And so scripture matters now. And we're, we're people of Christian scripture. Unapologetically, whatever questions we have, whatever situations we face, scripture is God's first method to guide us. God's first method to speak and breathe life into us. Making disciples matters now, and this is our mission. Awakening people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus and equipping them to awaken others. And God's kingdom matters now. We are citizens, first and foremost, of God's kingdom, and that matters now. So we're going to look at what Jesus has to say about the kingdom of God. We're actually going to look at a lot of scripture today. So I'd encourage you to get your Bible and hang on. And if you have to pause and replay, you know, uh, that's fine because I'm going to kind of not read, not, re, not, not t- trying to spend too much time into it, but there's a lot of scripture we need to hit on. So, but our main kind of text for our, 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 our time together is Luke 17 verses 20 and 21. So please go there on your, on your, in your Bible to Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. And here we find that Jesus, he's out, he's out doing Jesus stuff. He's teaching, healing, forgiving. And, and there's these leaders from a uh, 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 called the Pharisees, this denomination of their faith. That were they're, they're out doing Pharisees stuff, <laughs> trying to mess with Jesus with their questions. And so they come to him. Again, Luke 17, verse 20. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. So here's our big idea as we look at what Jesus is talking about and why this matters now. Living in God's kingdom is saying, look who I am becoming to the glory of God. We we have all kinds of ideas about the kingdom of God, like what is God's kingdom? When will it come? What will it look like? And all these things. And we're going to, we're going to hit on all these questions today. But here's the big idea. Living in God's kingdom is saying with your life, look who I'm becoming to the glory of God. See, so we tend to gravitate what, what I call the kingdom of self, which is basically saying, look what I can do. But God's kingdom is about who you are becoming. Not just, not just look what I can do, but, but look who I'm becoming to the glory of God. And so we'll start with this, this uh, kind of very, very basic thing, but it's, but it's a strong reality that God's kingdom is spiritual. God's kingdom is spiritual. This is a spiritual kingdom we're talking about here. And one of the, the phrases we hear a lot in our culture, right, is "I'm not religious, but I'm a spiritual person." I don't know about you, but I've heard that a lot. I've actually been somebody who has said that in the context of my own Christian faith. Uh, a number of years ago, I kind of went through that, working through kind of my own deconstruction, reconstruction of my of my personal beliefs and faith. And I had this that I've said almost the exact same for word for word. I'm not religious, but I'm a spiritual person. What does it mean to be a spiritual person? Like, how would you define that? Jesus says that the the kingdom of God can't be detected by visual signs or or that it does not come by observation. Now, this was originally written in Greek, and I don't speak Greek, but I do study the scripture and I like to look up words. I'm a word nut, uh, and and, and this word uh, that, that translates here, is uh for 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 how we see how god 's kingdom can 't be detected by visual signs is the word perite perite it's it's literally it literally translates as visible evidence. Jesus says the kingdom of God has no periteis there's no it can't be physically seen. the kingdom of God has no visible evidence like there's it's, you can't see it with your visible eyes in romans fourteen seventeen the writer says for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink but living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's not about this, the physical things. The kingdom of God is about the spiritual things, the goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The spiritual kingdom of God is, is living in the righteousness and the peace and joy that come with, with being connected to God and his purpose for creation. So, so there's like three aspects uh, to the spiritual nature of God. I want to get hit on quickly here. Um, first of all, People are included into the kingdom by the Holy Spirit of God. How how do you enter into the kingdom of God? people are included in the kingdom of God by the Holy Spirit of God first corinthians twelve eighteen tells us but in fact God has arranged the parts of the body every one of them just as He wanted them to be he's making you know the writer of of, of Corinthians this letter in the New Testament is making this analogy that the kingdom of God is like a body you have heard the phrase the body of christ it's, this means the kingdom of God we are part of the kingdom of God we are part of the body of Christ, and just as God through his Holy Spirit has arranged the body how it how it is arranged is this is the way it is with the kingdom of god it is arranged you are included into it as the as the kingdom of god brings you into as the holy spirit of god brings you into the kingdom the second thing is is that the kingdom of god is inclusive of all who come to jesus it's not, it's not confined to one people group, one locality, one, one nation, one, one skin color. No, no, no. The, 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 the kingdom of God is inclusive to all who come to Jesus. And there's a revelation vision from Revelation 7 verse 9. The, the, the writer says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. He's saying like he sees like people from every walk of life, every tribe, every nation, every people group, every language, every skin color standing before the throne of Jesus in worship. This is a a picture of the kingdom of God. The kingdom is inclusive to all who come to Jesus and the kingdom of God is eternal. The kingdom of God is eternal. Like the prophets and Jesus the, all, and the disciples, they all spoke of, of the kingdom as a spiritual and eternal kingdom, not as physical and not as temporary, not, not as a physical kingdom and not as a temporary kingdom. Second Peter 1 verse 10 says, so brothers and sisters, work hard to prove you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like, see the kingdom goes. It's it's a, it's an eternal. Kingdom. It's like it's not some physical, temporary thing. It's a spiritual kingdom. The kingdom of God is. It's not of this world. This kingdom of God. It's a spiritual kingdom. And and so for us, therefore, this never going to be about earthly politics because it's a spiritual kingdom. It's it's about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is about the kingdom of God's love. It's include. You're included in it by the Holy Spirit. It's inclusive. To everyone who comes to Jesus and His eternal kingdom, but it is not about the earthly politics that goes on here. So, so should we can be concerned about affairs of state? Absolutely, yes, yes. Should you vote? Yes, absolutely. Should we be concerned about things that are happening around our world uh, in, in Russia and the Ukraine and, and and points you know in the Middle East and and all this? Absolutely, we should be concerned and stuff. But God's kingdom is not about earthly politics. God's kingdom is not about your politics. It's about God. It's about Jesus and the kingdom of his love. So the kingdom of God is is, is present. The kingdom of God is a present reality. It's like... You know, being present is one of those those things we that you hear mentioned, and it all sounds kind of new agey sometimes. Be just be present. I know I'm so I'm, I feel like you're present with me, and these kind of things. Here's here's the way I see it. It's like going to the eye doctor. I took my my son, uh, my 11 year old Jericho, to to the eye doctor this weekend, and it was just to get his. He had some uh, new frames for his glasses. You know boys, 11 year olds, probably all of us at from time to time, our frames get messed up. And so we need anybody <laughs> to get new frames. And so I took him just to get the new frames and, and uh, to have it adjusted. And so it was good. It was kind of in and out. You go in, you go in, you go out, but it's not the same as when, when you go to the eye doctor for an appointment for, for, for a, for a vision uh, appointment, right. For checkup, because then it was like the doctor will be right with you and you sit and you sit in the waiting room and you're waiting. Like the doctor is not present with you. You are there, just kind of waiting for it to happen. You're in the waiting area, and then they bring you in. Okay, we'll bring you into this little room, and you wait again, and you wait again, and you wait again. And so, the finally, the doctor comes in, right? And when the doctor is present with you, it makes it's a huge difference. Like what's what's more fulfilling, being being present with the doctor, or waiting to see the doctor? <laughs> see, sitting. What, you know? What's more? Think about it. What's more, wait, uh, 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 fulfilling for you, sitting in line at the new Starbucks, looking longingly into the window, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> our being in, in there and sitting down with a Starbucks in your hand, like what's more fulfilling? And ha- so how is God's kingdom fully present with you? See, Jesus says in here, Luke 17, you can't say, here it is. You can't say, there it is. No, the kingdom of God is, there it goes. There's the kingdom of God. Oh, I see it coming. No, because it's already among you. Another way that that's that's, that's kind of translated is, it's already within you. The kingdom of God is already among you. The kingdom of God is already within you. And there's this this word used here in the Greek language, and it's uh, indedusko. And indiruzko, it's it's a word talking about something you wear. It's like you wear it as a garment. Like the kingdom of God is something you, you wear it as a garment. It's, it's already on you. <laughs> it's within you. It's among you. It's on you. You, it's not something you can say here it is or there it is, but it's a spiritual reality that's fully present that you can put on now. So Jesus is king. Jesus is king of kings, and the scripture of the New Testament tell how he began his reign and established his kingdom. A present, like Jesus is reigning now. He's reigning now as kings, and the kingdom is present because our king, Jesus, is present right now. In the, in the book of Hebrews alone, we see some symbols that Jesus is reigning as king. They're not symbols that he will, he will reign someday. Oh, he's going to reign someday because he's already reigning. But here's, here's kind of uh, where we go. This is just through Hebrews, okay? And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these passages and, and what these are about. But let's look at how Jesus, first of all, Jesus is anointed as king. Jesus is anointed as king. Hebrews one nine says, God, your God, has anointed you, talking about Jesus, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. So Jesus is anointed as king. Jesus is not just anointed, but crowned as king. See, uh, and, uh, from what I understand, of just through some history, a lot of uh, times a king would be anointed, which means he would be king once it was his time. He was anointed as king, and then when the time came for him to become king, he was crowned as king. Jesus is anointed and crowned as king. Hebrews 2 7 says, You are, cr- you crowned him with glory and honor. Speaking of Jesus, you know, you know the Father, you crowned him with glory and honor. So Jesus is anointed as king. Jesus is crowned as king. Jesus is on a throne. There's an imagery of Jesus on a throne. Hebrews 8.1 says that the point of what we're saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the, of the majesty in heaven. Like Jesus is, Jesus is there. He's, he's enthroned. He is reigning. And also there's another imagery here. And these, these are imagery. These are, these are kind of metaphorical things that, does, that are metaphors for Jesus is now reigning as king. Jesus holds a scepter. Hebrews one eight says, but about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. He's saying that about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever and righteousness will be the scepter in your kingdom. The righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. So Jesus is right now, right here, king, king of kings, anointed and reigning in a kingdom now here. The rule and reign of Jesus is a present reality to be experienced in our lives and continues through eternity. So you say, well, you know, I thought the kingdom of God was was this this uh, this perfection. There's no more war. There's no more there's no more tears. There's no more death. There's no more no more pain. And I thought that's what the kingdom of God was, and that's based on a basic misunderstanding of what the kingdom of God is, because the kingdom of God is isn't, isn't just a, a vision of something. You know, there's going to be a future perfection, and we're moving to it. But the kingdom of God is right now in a kingdom that is active. It's active. We are, we are bringing about the kingdom of God, the, the kingdom that Jesus has established. I have a, a, a good friend who I used to be a pastor of. He actually passed away a few years ago. He lived to be like 102 years old, and his name was uh, Pastor Linville Arrington. And it still blows my mind that I was his pastor for a number of years. And everybody called him Grandpa Quarter because Grandpa Quarter always had quarters with him, and he would give quarters to all the young people. <laughs> and uh he had this he was a, uh, a not just a pastor but I mean, he was a preacher teacher he was a he was wonderful with words and he was a songwriter He he's written a lot of great songs and um he wrote a song and he actually had this phrase god's giving heaven away god's giving heaven away and that that phrase ca- captured my heart it still has my heart i still I, I still use that he's like take this and this is not you know god gave me this song. He gave me this phrase. He gave me this idea to give away. God's given heaven away. And so am I. And his, his, his thing was, if you just take time to look around, God has just given heaven away. He's talking about looking in, you know, the eye I've heard, you know, in the, even in the song, it's in the eyes of a newborn baby, in the smile of a child and in the, you know, in the arms of a loved one. God has just given heaven away. In the moments when you pay attention, when you're looking around, if you just will take time to pay attention, God has just given heaven away. Just in the past year alone, I've been able to, to experience it through nature, God giving heaven away. My family was able to take a vacation uh, last summer, and we went to Grand Isle. Like in, these are in Louisiana, there's beaches in Louisiana. They're not pristine beaches. They're not touristy, but it's a beach. <laughs> and we had a blast. I'm just going to be honest. We, we actually loved our time, our, our week there uh, in Grand Isle. And I was there and just saw these amazing sunrises as I would get up and go kind of do some, do yoga and, and kind of do a, a morning workout at the beach with like nobody else around. And these amazing sunrises and, and the you know and the waves and the and the dolphins it was just like God giving heaven away, and I was able to take to experience that. I spent some time with uh taking my boys to my 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 parents' house on Lake Claiborne, which is on the other it's like on the northern side of Louisiana, and here we are on Lake Claiborne, and I'm just like out here fishing uh with my dad, but just taking uh, taking it all in on this this still lake. Didn't catch many fish, but still caught this this moment of God given heaven away right out there. Even here in Natchitoches, I mean it's a beautiful place, and and, and as we live here, it's kind of we we mess a lot of the beauty. But one of the things that catches me every time was when there's a little bit of a traffic on the on the on the bridge on the Kaiser Street Bridge, and I get and I'm stopped on the bridge, I'm stopped on the Cane River, and I just kind of get a chance to stop and look. And just pay attention to like, okay, I'm not just driving by this. I can stop and look at the river from the from the from the bridge, and it's a beautiful, beautiful sight. God is just giving heaven away. So if God is giving heaven away, and we are, yeah, you know, we are to do what God's mission is. Shouldn't we be giving heaven away? Shouldn't we be doing the same, finding opportunities to to, to give heaven away? See Jesus. Jesus told many stories. These are like parables in which he made it very clear that the kingdom of God is active, like like putting faith into. The kingdom of God is about putting your faith into action right now. And here's here's like just from Matthew 13 alone. Here's here's like seven things. Matthew 13:24 says the kingdom the kingdom is like a man who planted good seed. Like, like the kingdom is like this small thing that's planted, and it grows into this big thing. This fruitful thing. In in Matthew thirteen, thirty one, Jesus says the kingdom is like a mustard seed which starts small, then grows. He's like he uses that seed analogy again, like it's not just like a seed that's planted and produces fruit, but it's like this tiny seed, something very tiny that's planted within you and then grows into something amazing. In Matthew 13, 34, Jesus says, the kingdom is like yeast. A woman worked into her bread, causing it to rise. He's like, it's active. The kingdom of God is like this little thing that's worked into the dough and and it's active in the, in the dough that makes the bread rise. Like the only way your life rises and is like the bread of life is to have the yeast of, of, of the kingdom of God worked into your life. It's active. In Matthew 13, 44, Jesus says, the kingdom is like a buried treasure in a field He's like, it's like this great, this, this great treasure it's buried. And and it's the active part is you want to, you want to find the treasure. You, 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 you seek it, you search for it. Even though you're in the kingdom, you have the kingdom. You continue to, to, to grow into this, this understanding that you've not arrived yet. There's more, more to, 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 to gain. More to, more to experience. Matthew 13, 45 says the kingdom is like a merchant searching for finest pearls. There again is that searching is like, you have the kingdom of God, but it's like you have it, but you still long for it. Like you, you're still, it's like, it's like love. Like, like when you really, really experience this feeling of with, with someone and you have, like you have this relationship, maybe even you get married. I have this and I still search for more like with my, with my spouse. It's like, this is what the kingdom of God is like. It's like you have, you have the finest pearls, but you're searching for, for more, for more meaning, for more experience. The kingdom, he says, because, because it's active. Matthew thirteen forty seven. Jesus says, the kingdom is like a net used to gather many fish. He's like, it's not just about you and, and you getting you, you and the finest pearls and the seeds, but it's about the widespreadness. It's about the kingdom is active and it's used to gather in many, many, many. And Matthew 13, 52, Jesus says, the kingdom, the kingdom is like the owner of a house who brings out and shares both ancient and new treasures. He says, the kingdom of God isn't something that just stays within you, but it's active. It comes out and shares ancient treasures and new treasures. See, God God invites us into the kingdom to be active, to be actively pursuing the good wherever we will find it and and to actively express our love and worship to God with excitement, with joy in our hearts and our voices and, and with our hands. To actively gather with each other and do the junk of life. To actively lend a hand, a good word, or a cup of water to those in need. So we don't do things to get into the kingdom of God. We do things because of who we're becoming in the kingdom of God. I want to say that again because I don't want you to miss this. You, You don't do things to get into the kingdom of God. You do things because of who you are becoming in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're wondering if this this kingdom of God thing, this Jesus movement thing, this Christian thing, this church thing. Maybe you're wondering is this even for me? And you and you've you've come across this teaching and and uh, and maybe you're thinking, I just don't know. I mean, you don't know what I've done. I've, you know I've had experience before. To be a citizen in the kingdom of God, that just sounds too good to be true. And you know, I've tried church and I've tried religion, and I don't know. This just says, you know what? Don't be ashamed of what you've done. Don't don't let the don't let doubts and 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 and, and those those thoughts that come through uh, keep you from this reality. You're you are becoming, and in the kingdom of God, you're becoming more like Jesus. So so be proud of that. Living in, in God's kingdom is saying, look who I'm becoming to the glory of God. See, we've, we've been talking about developing a prayer, care, share lifestyle. And if you've been around a bit, you've, you've heard that a number of times. And I think, you know, this is where you commit to pray for and with others, to share what you have when you can and where you can and to, and to care for others with authentic love. This is a kingdom lifestyle. This is what the kingdom of God is. Prayer, prayer share, care lifestyle is really saying I'm living out the kingdom of God. It's a present reality. I am, I am being involved in bringing heaven to earth. And so for your next step, I want to encourage you to commit to a prayer-share-care lifestyle. And, and, and you can use the resources of our, one of our partners, blesseveryhome.com, to help renew your sense of purpose. but Live out the kingdom of God as God lives out His kingdom within you. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Natchitoches Podcast. It's our hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.